the crate. Thanks to your friendly neighborhood record store, Southbound Records. Morena Troy. How's hey. it going? It's fine. How are you? It is. I'm good, actually. It's nice and sunny outside, and you've brought us three very exciting records. What have we got? So exciting. Let's hit that first one. Oh, here we go. Oh, hell yes. This is a Mucho's Plus. Now, Mucho's Plus. I know nothing about this. You are not alone. Let's have a look at the sleeve. Right, this is a, a tune. What's the tune called? Nassau's Disco. Nice. So what this is, is a uh, version of the beginning of the end's funky Nassau. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, it was done by a man called Rudy Mills. He's Mucho's. Nice. And Plus, that's his group. <laughs> they did this in 1979, and it was a self-release thing in New Orleans. Uh, very few pressed, a private press type thing. It was collected once on a compilation called Discalypso. Discalypso, yeah. nice. But what a cracking tune. He looks like an extremely cool guy. Doesn't he? He's I'm leaning on the back of his fancy Chevy. I like the fact he's wearing a uh, 1963 Beatles suit, but he's wearing it in the 1970s. Very cool. So if this was a private pressing with not a lot of knowledge around it, yeah. how did this end up getting a reissue? I think it's one of those things that was talked about. It, it, possibly it was talked about because it was on that compilation, but it was... Uh, being a, a small private press thing, he sold it to a few shops around New Orleans. He desperately wanted to, like, crack it big. Yeah, yeah. But uh, listen to this. This has got some good street party energy, doesn't it? Yeah, see, I like the fact that he was, uh, he's, he's said it's a disco record. It's a, I'm doing a disco thing. But it's got such a, a New Orleans funk thing about it. Mm. And in fact, some people are going to agree with me that it, it has the same vibe as Precious by The Jam. So it's never been reissued as a, as a single until tomorrow. Um, Kalita have managed to do it in, in con uh, conjunction with Rudy himself. Very cool. So it's coming out worldwide tomorrow on a 12-inch. It's uh, It's got the uh, long version on the side we're listening to. And on the other side, there's the short version because he did a 7-inch edit. Cool. That, that one he did for Tess specifically. <laughs> and the other tune on the record is um, it's kind of a... a, a New Orleans reggae thing. I don't know. It's hard to describe it. That sounds fun. You're right. It does sound just so classically New Orleans, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, Rudy himself was a Jamaican. He moved moved to New Orleans when he was 15 with his family. Um, and, of course, at the beginning of the end, uh, Funky Nassau, they were a group from the Bahamas. So mm. there's just a... And you know where New Orleans is, so you have a like kind of a cool Caribbean vibe to this whole thing as well. Very cool. Could probably disco to this all day, but we've got several good records to get into. All right. So I'm just gonna 
I'm just going to gently pull this fader down. Do that and uh, gently pull that other one up. Ooh. Ooh. It starts like this. Now, at the end of uh, the tour for um, All Melody and uh, Encores, Nils from uh, kind of took it back home yep. to Berlin. Now, where his studio is, it's the old funk house. Now, it doesn't oh. mean funk like uh, New Orleans funk. No. It's, uh, it's the old um, uh, Berlin broadcasting house. That's really cool. Yeah, that's where he's got his studio. Trust a, Nils from to have his studio in somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah, of course eh? he would. <laughs> And what he did was he, he did a series of concerts there in the round, as you can see on the picture on this uh, LP. Wow, that's a really cool picture. It looks very sort of like it's taken from the um, alien mothership a little bit, doesn't it? I guess so. But the, the thing that bothers me about in the round, it's like, you people, stop walking there. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, so what it is, is a thing called Tripping with Nils Fram. Now... You could say it's his second live album after Spaces, mm -hmm. or you could say that uh, it is the soundtrack to the new film, which is called Tripping with Nils Fram, um, which came out on some viewing platforms in December, mm -hmm. I believe, uh, which is a, a documentation of um, these last shows he did for the All Melody Tour. I think uh, Friendly Potential put on a screening of that in Auckland, actually. I think so. Yeah. This is... This is gorgeous. Yeah. So this is live. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Now, why, why you think, oh, I'm going to watch a film with Nils Fram for an hour and a half, just that one dude. The uh, thing about Nils Fram is with all of his banks of equipment and uh, doing everything himself, he's uh, like quite, quite an athletic performer. Yeah, I can he's imagine. He's jumping that... around between the things and moving around and... It, it, it's he's not relying on any pre-recorded no sequences or anything he's yeah. doing it all you can see the setup that he's got on the cover here there's like a massive grand piano with the lid completely lifted off of it yep he's got something like six keyboards in a circle then a whole bunch of synthesizers and just bleep bloop looking machines that's a good noise and some huge, huge booty speakers. There's a lot going on. Uh-huh, there is. Yeah, I'm not surprised he has to sort of jog, maybe, See, <laughs> to now, get around it all. You, you mentioned the grand piano had the lid open. Yes. And uh, the reason for that is the same reason that uh, appeared on the Spaces live album, is that Nils Fram, um, apart from just playing the piano in his neoclassical style, uh, does that thing that a lot of uh, 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 the avant-garde have done is is playing the strings of the piano um, separately, mm -hmm. you know, just without the keys. Which and, sounds very different. And what he does is he uses one pound, or one euro, I'm sorry, <laughs> Ikea toilet brushes. What? Yeah. No, no word of a lie. To be honest, I can kind of imagine that that would have a really interesting sound because those bristles are, are tough. That's right. That would be awesome. Does he kind of whack them sometimes? Yeah, he plays it kind of like you'd play a vibraphone, I suppose. Very scratch orchestra. I guess so. Now, the stuff um, on this, which uh, represents... It, it represents pretty much the last two albums, if you consider encores to be an album. And I suppose yeah. you can, all yeah. encores. Um, so you have uh, a sort of a, 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 a 
classical via techno stuff like this and there's also the solo piano stuff now that's actually my personal preference and i don't know anybody else who's that's their personal mm. preference so the chances are if you're into nils from and you went to see him here at the town hall or whatever this is the kind of uh, uh, gear you're into this stuff here. very cool but there is for the others of us there is a couple of the uh, solo piano classical pieces which are beautiful either segue into into this stuff or, or, or use some of the same motifs whatever but yeah so the tracks we've got enters sunson fundamental values my friend the forest is that one of the piano tracks that is one of the yeah. piano tracks the dane all melody number two number two is this one and then owed our own roof yeah awesome now the other thing about this is that the all melody i think all melody on the lp is about i don't know eight and a half minutes or something the the, the all melody on this is 15 minutes so okay this stuff is stretched out um and not sort of ad nauseum it it makes sense as to why nils from like it is. nils from works at length you know yeah he does all right What's okay. our third offering today, Troy? The third offering, we're going to go back to 1955. Um, and uh, uh, again, like Rudy Mills and his um, uh, 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 his uh, Disco Nassau record, his record which uh, was released, though this one was released on the Atlantic label, by a man called Tony Frisella. Now, Tony Frisella didn't hit it big. And in fact, after 1959, basically disappeared from any sort of scene. However, even during the 50s, he appears on a Stan Getz record. He's the trumpet player in this, by the way. Mm -hmm. He appears on a Stan Getz record once, and I think he's on another record. I can't, I can't really recall. But uh, basically, he was part of the New York Underground that would play in places like... The, the only place that most people would have heard of would be The Open Door. Okay. Otherwise, they were doing stuff in... Um, in like basements or, or people's lofts or, or whatever. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's cool in a way, but I mean, it's like, can you make a living from it? And the answer was no. Probably not, no. Um, Frischel is a super interesting character, but um, and it's a real shame that that uh, like you can hear there's a there's sort of a you could correlate this with either Miles or Chet Baker, but the dude had a, a particular melodic gift yeah, in his solos, is... really melodic. This is really beautiful. Nice, like, soft tone to it as well, which I right. really like, yeah. And the other thing to remember about this is that uh, this is New York, 1950s. This is not West Coast cool. Mm -mm. You know, it's it's too easy to... Uh, uh, um, to like make assumptions based on you know our, our received version of history, there was different sounds and styles going on everywhere, with all kinds of music, and uh, this here shows that New York in the 50s wasn't just hard bop, wasn't yeah. just uh, the uh, uh, swing people uh, turning to Lenny Tristano and becoming a, a slightly more avant. Mm -hmm. This stuff was happening everywhere. Now, Frischella. I think part of the reason he didn't really make it big is that um, he was a very sensitive person. Um, He's sort of described on here as a bit of a recluse on the on the back where there's an essay by Bill Simon. Yeah. It says, Tony subsists without a telephone and as nearly as can be determined without an address. Yeah, they were being polite. 
he never lived anywhere. Right. Um, and uh, the recluse stuff and the, the the euphemism, personal problems. The dude had a massive drug and alcohol issue. Right. Um, which is obviously part of the reason why he was unreliable and perhaps mm-hmm. didn't get the bookings. But the weird thing is, is that unlike so many of of these uh, uh, lost um, musicians and players, this album, even though it was on Atlantic, has barely seen a reissue. Um, the copy that I had before was a Japanese issue, okay. and I think that was the first one that had come out since 1955 on Atlantic. Um, music wow. on vinyl are doing this as a limited thing. Um, and I think a lot of people who are, who are sort of open to, a, you know, 50s-style jazz will really like Frischella. I've really enjoyed that. That was really gorgeous. It's got some lovely, very 50s kind of names on here. I'll be seeing you. Uh, Metropolitan Blues, Blue Serenade. Let's play the blues. Quite a bit of blues content going on here. Yeah. Um, old Hat. <laughs> I like that one. But, yeah, this is a beautiful, beautiful record. And now m- most of the compositions are by a guy called... Uh, what's the, the other trumpet player's name? The guy who arranged this record? It's... Phil Sunkel, yeah, is that Phil right? Sunkel, yeah, Phil Sunkel, another one of those lost sort of players, probably from that New York underground. Um, but yeah, really, really, really cool stuff. I enjoyed that a lot. Thank you very much for those, Troy. Someone's texted it in saying, Kalita Records do some amazing re-releases. I got myself Marcy Lurax, Marcy Lurax, oh, right, cool. Electric Murder and Sterling March, uh, Undercover Lover. Sounds very, very good. See, Kalita do, I mean, I, I'm so glad to be living at this point in history where there is labels like Kalita that are making available things that have just been sort of um, uh, high-end collector sort of prices in mm. the past and now uh, oh, we can all get them. Well, you can't get that Kalita one till tomorrow. but uh, Excellent. So that one's on the shelves tomorrow. What, yep. what about the other two? Are they already up there? Nils Fram is on the shelf. Tony Frischella is on the shelf at Southbound now. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Troy. We'll see you next week. Thank you. From the crate, thanks to Southbound Records, 132 Simon Street.